0: Welcome back, dear listeners, to Friday Flight's Dead End Special, the series where we cover horror movies that aren't necessarily part of a franchise, and for our very first episode, we're covering The Cabin in the Woods.
1: The Cabin in the Woods. Hi, I'm Jump Scare Jer, or Jer. Um, I'm the Fright of the Podcast, and um, yeah, I watch the scary movies, love them. Here we go.
0: And I'm Frankie, the Flight of the Podcast. I used to pee my pants because of Chucky when I was four years old. Gross. Is that gross, Jalen? Four yeah. years old.
1: Well, no. According to Adam Sandler and Billy Madison, you ain't cool unless you pee your pants. Um, but So, yeah. This movie is great. I love it in every aspect. Every, every, I don't know. I made you watch it because I knew yeah. it would be, it would go hand in hand with, you know, our season finale, season two finale of Evil Dead. So, yeah, if yeah. you're listening to this or watching this, we have just finished season two.
0: So, what's your, what's your history with this movie? When did you watch it? Why did you, why do you like it?
1: Um, I watched it i want to say when it came out kind of thing uh it's been a bit this is my maybe second or third watch through of the movie Mm -hmm. i loved it i thought it was a very because it's a horror comedy to me yes how i would classify as a horror comedy there are a lot of comedic elements to it um and it plays on the stereotypical horror movie tropes it's just a lot of fun you can definitely tell it's inspired by a lot of different franchises including the evil dead particularly i
0: feel like the evil dead
1: um particularly for sure yeah and so, yeah, I mean, there's not really much of a history with it. It's just I watched it and I enjoyed it a lot.
0: I really like the cover art. Yeah. It's like a it's like a cabin and it's like almost like a Rubik's Cube where yeah, it's like yeah, twisted yeah. and mangled. I thought this movie was going to be a sci-fi film really yes because of the cover art it was like a, a elevated building in the air with were, like all twisted like that
1: so were you pleasantly surprised when it wasn't were you shocked were
0: you scared um, like if anything i actually think it worked against me because i think the cover art is so good yeah that i was expecting like something different but i still enjoyed it thoroughly i, I enjoyed the film um I've heard a lot about this movie. This movie is one of those ones that have like a big notoriety. I don't know what about it gives it that.
1: It actually was i read somewhere recently today that it was in that there's like a list an ongoing list of movies it's like a thousand and one movies wow. you should watch before you die or something like and this that this is one of them this is it made the list
0: okay okay uh first and foremost well let's go ahead and introduce our characters yeah generally gerilyn our cast of our okay. crew
1: so the intro scene we start in a in like an office kind of thing we're following these two characters named mr citizen and mr hadley um I love these characters. They are really like the, I don't know, just the comedic gold of mm. the movie um, because it's like twisty. It's dark and twisty and they are having fun with this, which first of all, we don't know what their job is yet. It's not really right. introduced. It's kind of eluded, but not, you don't really know what they do. What's but
0: fascinating is like that um, this movie is meta it's uh, so meta. You know, yeah. we covered Scream, Scream is really meta. This this film is also meta in a lot of ways. A little more uh like this movie uses lore to cover it up a little bit, but it's in the sense they're trying to create the perfect horror movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like inspired by so many different things, and I wrote it down because it definitely plays on multiple horror movie franchises and multiple franchises in general, but um you can definitely tell that um evil dead resident evil a little bit there's some resident evil kind of play in there friday the 13th because obviously we we go to a cabin camp like camp kind of place um cabin fever which i haven't seen any of those so hopefully we'll eventually cover those series right and then the saw is also considered an Mm. influence as well as george orwell's 1984 Um, but also the Truman show, the movie, the Truman show. Oh yeah. You
0: know, I didn't think about that. I've never seen that film either, but
1: I haven't, but I know the the premise of it. So it's very much like people are watching you. They have like stakes in your, your fate. It's really weird, but it's really cool. It's just a really unique concept that I had never seen Mm -hmm. before in a horror movie. And I just loved it.
0: Me too. What so we get introduced to uh, the people that are going to be monitored and recorded. Who mm. who are these this group of 5?
1: This group of 5 people, we have Dana, we have Holden, uh, Kurt, Jules and Marty. Dana is played by Kristen Connolly. Um, she represents the virgin of the 5. Do you like her? I do like her.
0: Yeah, cuz she's kind of she, she's we kind of see the movie through her lens for the most part.
1: For the most part, yeah.
0: Um and I think she's all right. She's not my favorite character. She's most, not so. my
1: favorite character either. She's okay. I don't have any like. I don't really like or dislike her. I don't, Okay. I'm very indifferent to her. I think she's okay. Um, I I also do dislike the fact that she kind of started this as well a little bit by because every time oh. there's a fucking book <laughs> with you know foreign languages in it, people tend to read it out loud. Like, I wonder what this is. That's a
0: no go. That's a bad idea.
1: Bad idea always. But whatever, I, I don't, I'm not blaming her for the whole thing. Do you think you're
0: more superstitious than the average person? I would say so. But, so you think, like, let's say Patrick, uh-huh. your beloved Patrick. Yeah. How superstitious is he? Does he believe in ghosts, you know?
1: I think he's skeptical. Okay. He's very much a skeptic. Um. So, like, if you guys have ever watched the, the show, um, I think it's by BuzzFeed, but... Like through the Watcher, it's Ghost Files, anything like that. Mm-hmm. The infamous Shane and Ryan of those shows. Mm. Ryan is very much a believer of ghosts, a believer of all things like suspicious and, you know, spooky. And his counterpart, Shane, in the show is very much a skeptic. Right. And I feel like that's mine and Patrick's relationship. And he's a skeptic. He's such a skeptic. So do
0: you think he wouldn't be as scared to read off, you know, those Latin words?
1: No, he would not. He'd be like, ah, fuck it right he would and then we would all be doomed and then i'd be (laughs) like why did you do this but so yeah um who else do we have we have holden played by jesse williams
0: i thought he was very bland to me
1: well i mean he's supposed to be he represents the nerd slash scholar yeah he's kind of like
0: the perfect like boyfriend kind of
1: he's beautiful oh beautiful and smart and smart beautiful and smart
0: Mm mm-hmm All right. Who else do we have?
1: Um, We have Kurt, played by Chris Hemsworth, who played the Doc Athlete.
0: Okay. So I actually liked his character. Yeah. Apparently, he's a little more endearing than he was represented in the movie typically yeah uh, because they talk about like oh when have you known him to be an alpha kind of guy he's always
1: he's a sociology major yeah. and in the beginning we we meet dana who which oddly enough had the windows wide open and she was in her underwear she's definitely the naked neighbor type i guess <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i get it sometimes sometimes i i'm forget i'm forgetful and i'm like oh shit. we're all people it's all yeah. human. everybody's in a human body yeah every, everyone's got a human yeah. body um unless unless you're not human maybe you're a robot and we don't know it that's why they make you take those little why are you tests saying this? are you saying know, like the, re- the recapture things or whatever and you never pass them no i always pass them but sometimes i'm like i'm like this is close you might be part robot maybe yeah whenever we're introduced to dana she has a bunch of like books that she's going to bring with her she's like oh for like reading which is like a <laughs> nerd alert i'm kidding I'm kidding.
0: wow reading <laughs> makes you a nerd
1: no it was just the books that she was bringing were like college books what, like didn't, t- college what didn't make any sense
0: books. for me here and during the scene is because chris hemsworth suggests another book yeah from her own library
1: that's really funny <laughs> so he's
0: like you should read this one like yeah. in her bookshelf it's not his room
1: i guess i didn't i didn't put two and two together that's really goofy. that's really silly but
0: apparently yeah like you said he's a sociology, a sociology major he seems a little more thoughtful a little you know he's he's a pretty boy but he also has like a decent personality i like right. i said it's not represented. As well throughout the rest of the movie, because we find out that he is acting a little different than normal throughout the film,
1: which has a hand in you know what sitterson and Hadley and the people at their workplace are doing, which is really cool when you get to learn what the whole thing is. It's not super cool, but I mean, like the concept of its interesting, it's really cool, right? uh, Especially for storytelling purposes, because again, never seen this done. It's really, really cool. It's really original, honestly. and then we meet Jules which is Kurt's girlfriend played by Anna Hutchinson she represents the whore they uh, actually they actually do kind of call them by the names at some point throughout the movie
0: yeah like they'll say over the monitors it's the fool the fool did this or that or whatever
1: yeah but also like when they went to this creepy ass gas station there's Remember? always there's always a creepy gas station um the, the the guy there, which later we find out his name is like Mordecai or something. They call the him the harbinger. harbinger. Um I didn't know the
0: meaning of the word. I
1: don't know the meaning of the word.
0: I Harbinger Wait. I believe let's look it up. Means like like some like it's almost like foreshadowing. Like the harbinger is, is oh, something yeah, bad yeah, it's yeah. to come. Yeah.
1: The Harbinger is a person or thing that announces or signals the approach of another. Yeah. So he does call this the workplace and he's like, They're in basically. Yeah. Um but he calls he calls this he calls Jules a whore, right. but um she has freshly dyed blonde hair, mm-hmm. so um that's something that's super interesting and it is important in the story as well because it does later we get introduced to like a Kim, uh what the Kim department or something because they literally have a have a like a, a a finger in every single thing that happens. That's right. I don't know if that's like the correct phrasing, but. <laughs> It just sounds weird to say that they have a hand, yeah, not a finger.
0: <laughs> okay, you can have a finger, a hand, whatever you I prefer. I guess you but know. everybody's different.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then we meet Marty, who is my personal favorite me character. Too, it's <sighs> awesome.
0: Marty to me is like the he's, Randy from Scream.
1: He's like Shaggy.
0: He looks just like Shaggy. He
1: looks just like Shaggy. He kind of he could he could be a good Shaggy, but no. I mean, do you
0: what are you what are your thoughts on Shaggy from Scooby Doo?
1: I love Shaggy. Who doesn't love Shaggy?
0: Is Shaggy your favorite?
1: Why not? Shaggy and Scooby are Velma. the best. Well, I mean, Velma's okay.
0: <gasps> you prefer Shaggy.
1: I prefer Shaggy and Scooby. They're the best duo. You know duo. who
0: else, Sterling would make a decent Shaggy? And who? That you, we both know and are familiar with. Who? Patrick.
1: No, he would not. Look at
0: him. He's got the hair for it, I feel like.
1: That's just because he's got Shaggy hair.
0: Yeah, the namesake. You don't think he'd make a good Shaggy? How come? No
1: boy no he
0: could be shaggy and then i could be scooby-doo i already got the right color and i just got to get oh on all my god and go rut, rut. <laughs> marty's also my favorite i really enjoy marty
1: he's played by franz Kr- 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 franz crans i don't know how to say it
0: well don't you aren't you fascinated with french culture jerilyn
1: oui oui enchanté what
0: yeah. does that mean
1: yes yes nice to meet you <laughs> I think that's what I mean. Give it me means. one more
0: phrase. Give me one more phrase.
1: Je m'appelle Gerilyn. That just means my name's Gerilyn.
0: Okay, I like it.
1: Comment allez-vous? It means how are you?
0: Wow. Yeah, okay. better than the Spanish. Native French speaker, <laughs> huh?
1: <laughs> no, I really I really wanted to learn how to speak it, but I'm bad. So, um I had like a dual enrollment class and I did not Whoa. do it at all. For French? Mm-hmm. In high school, I didn't do it basically, and then like we were supposed to take a final exam, and yeah. the girl was just like literally translating okay. <laughs> from the French dictionary. Nice. <laughs> like I would be like writing it like normal sentence structure, but you, everyone knows oh, that's not how yeah. it goes when it when it's translated. That's rough, man. <laughs> so I failed that, were and luckily, luckily, well, yeah, but also like I didn't try. It was my junior year of high school, and okay. so then later my senior year of high school, I took Spanish, and I actually really enjoyed it.
0: Good job. So. I mean, a lot of it, you know, comes over. Yeah, you it know. does.
1: Yeah, it does. Um, but yeah, so we get to meet all of them. And also, Marty is, I thought maybe this, like a stoner was like the kind of like our archetype, but it was yes. really the fool.
0: I mean, you could say that those are one and the same. Typically, like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, he's a stoner, but he's also a fool.
1: You know, I never knew that until I grew up.
0: Uh, you know what? They deny that that's the, what they were trying to do. They say, you know, no, it's all just coincidence. That Shaggy's is not, not a coincidence. stoner.
1: That is not coincidence. I'm sorry. They got the munchies.
0: They got, they they got, got
1: the munchies. They've
0: eating dog food.
1: The Scooby snacks or yeah. however you do it.
0: <laughs> and sometimes I think there's a theory out there that Scooby can't talk. Shaggy just, Shaggy's like the only one that can hear Scooby talk. And like, he's like hallucinating because Bro. he's, he's high.
1: Stop it! You're messing with me too much right now. Anyway, so their goal here is to get is to get off the grid. Yep. They're trying to hook Dana up with Holden. Um, it's really weird, actually.
0: Yeah. Have you ever been in that scenario where you're, you're like have a blind date or somebody's trying to set you up with their friend or anything like that?
1: Yes, I've had a couple of those.
0: Have you? Would you ever do that for a friend of yours? Just like, oh, I got two friends and they're both single and they don't know each other.
1: <sighs> no. I no. wouldn't because I don't want to be responsible if things go awry and it doesn't work out. And then two um sometimes i consider like what friend group they are part of like mm. i have i have several different friend groups that kind and you of you don't want
0: them to intermingle yeah that's messed up man. it's not
1: like, like i don't want them to intermingle it's like i don't know how they're going to do interact together. with each other yeah interact i've been with each in other. the
0: same situation and like i'm concerned like ooh, they're starting to talk to each other i don't know if i like this or not But it's kind of mean, because then you're, like, controlling the situation, you know?
1: No, 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 no. You're just worried for their well-being.
0: Now, their apartment reminds me a lot of the 90s. I feel I get, like, strong now. In general, this whole scene where we first meet, you know, Dana and all her friends, it feels like um, a fun movie. Like, it's just, like, a a nice little fun outdoors, like, older tone movie. I like how uh, the lighting is very bright. It's daylight. And and I enjoy that a lot.
1: Um, Fun fact, because they all get into a camper before they go to this random Cabin. cabin again actually it's kurt's cousin's cabin right um and then would just when we also meet marty who is my fave um i literally wrote down that he reminds me of shaggy but they go into this camper and the camper apparently is a reference to the hills have eyes mm. um that franchise because i think that if i'm not mistaken i think that's how the first one or the remake of the first one has been where they're in a camper like that. And then the hills have eyes. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, it's like, I think I told you it's kind of like an inbred or incest kind of situation. The hills have eyes.
0: I haven't seen it, but that does excite me.
1: It's very interesting. I'm a big
0: game of Thrones fan. (laughs) (laughs) Watching house of Targaryen this year. No
1: house of Targaryen
0: house of the house of the dragon.
1: But, I mean, it's about the tar. Yeah. 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 So, it the makes, sense. makes sense. Makes That's sense. what they'd be
0: doing. Now, what's your experience with RVs or, like, road trips in general?
1: Road trips, I've been on them. I get really, I don't know, overwhelmed easily. easily Have you yeah. ever
0: gone on a road trip with, like, Patrick? Yeah. How's that go?
1: Um, fine.
0: What do you think about being off the grid? And, like, I you know, there's TV shows on TLC about it. Like, what do you, does that entice you at all?
1: No, I re- I I need technology Same. to survive. Electricity, and Wi-Fi, internet. I know boomers would probably be like, oh, freaking millennials and Zoomers and like yeah. whatever. <laughs> like you know, I just I I need entertainment. I need movies and I need TV. I need those are my escapes.
0: Yeah, and you know you you don't find yourself in the the middle of the woods being chased by some kind of monster or whatever exactly yeah so before they get there though they come across a gas station uh they need some gas and there's this creepy old man you said his name is mordecai
1: mordecai uh
0: the harbinger and he's just really creepy to them
1: very creepy and then he's also rude but then also like marty like gives him a lot of like uh smart ass remarks and i love it
0: yeah he defends uh his friend's honor which i appreciate marty seems like a really good guy
1: I agree. Yeah, I agree.
0: Uh, he has some. He's he he. You know, he's a stoner, and he has some theories about like life and how everything goes on. They get to their ca- their uh, Kurt's cousin's cabin.
1: Which before we get there, they're okay. going up like up this mountain kind of situation to get there, um, and then we see an eagle, and this eagle is like flying, and they're like, "Oh, an eagle! Cool! It's very nice, pretty scenery." And then boom, zap. Yeah. Runs into a grid.
0: Because what it turns out is there's this invisible wall surrounding the cabin. Mm-hmm. They're kind of locked in here and, uh, you know, their environment is controlled and manipulated by the two characters that we saw at the beginning of the film in the office.
1: It's a simulation. Yeah. Literally like a simulation. But it come like later we find out why it's a simulation and what the whole reasoning is. However, it is an interesting point to make, though, that this Harbinger warns not only these people these five that are going to the cabin he also warns the two workers when he calls them to let them know like hey they're on their way there yeah. He like warns them of this evil that's coming and they like laugh and make make light of the yes. situation this is
0: the way the harbinger is saying it he says the lambs have passed through the gate they are coming to the killing floor Their blind eyes see nothing to the horse to come and then he's like wait am i on speakerphone <laughs>
1: It it was so funny. I love the scene. I love, like, the scenes with those two. Like, they're very, like, insensitive to their workplace. And it's kind of like their way of coping with it, I guess. But it's also fascinating because I took um, a screenshot of this. Um, It was, like, a piece of trivia that I found. Um, So... This movie is also written by Josh Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard. Mm-hmm. And Drew Goddard is also, this is a directorial debut, which, fantastic job. Also, if you want to watch it, it's on HBO Max. You mm. should go watch it. Um, Drew Goddard's inspiration for this movie came from his own upbringing in Los Alamos in New Mexico. I probably said that really stupidly. Ignore um, a place <laughs> filled with scientists and coworkers all going about their business and living seemingly routine and ordinary lives, even though they were building nuclear weapons that could potentially destroy the entire world. And apparently he talks about that in the special like bo- bonus features in the commentary of the DVD yeah. version. Um, and I just think that's fascinating that, you know, something so like heavy and in, in topic and in nature is like so light to them. It's kind of like, Oh, just another day.
0: Well, you got to imagine that happens to a lot of people, depending on your type of work, you know, like if you're a doctor and this is so hard, especially with doctors, because it's like when something's wrong with you or a family member, it's crucial to you. The kind of support and help they receive. But for the doctors, it's just another patient and they see hundreds of patients every day. That's true. And I feel like, in a sense, sometimes you have to desensitize yourself a bit to do the job. And it definitely seems like these two people in the office have done that.
1: Do you think there's a level in which it's reached inappropriate?
0: Oh, of course. It's definitely very inappropriate. These two are very inappropriate. We get to, like, the trolley problem in this movie is what it represents. Because, like you were, you know foreshadowing to later on in the film we figure out that they're doing this for a reason Mm -hmm. and it's to protect the lives of several people and so they're essentially trying to do a ritual where they sacrifice the five in hopes of saving several more lives just Mm -hmm. like the trolley problem you know if if you have a lever if you if you don't do anything the it'll run over the trolley will run over one person if you pull the lever it'll run over my side (laughs) you have a lever if you don't pull the lever the trolley will run over three people tied to the track and if you do pull the lever it runs over the one person tied to the other track. So you have a decision to, to make here. Either you don't do anything and you let three people die, the one person lives, mm-hmm. or you actively like you're making the decision essentially to kill the one person oh, to save that's the other tough. three. What would you do? Uh, you know, I I'm killing the one person. You're killing the one person.
1: 1 versus 3? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but then if you let the three die, you you don't have any effect on you're not killing any of them.
1: Yeah, but then there's three lives gone versus one.
0: Let's say the one is Patrick.
1: Oh, and then the three are going (laughs) by.
0: Now they get to their, you know, uh, what's it called? What's his name? Carl? Kurt? Kurt. (laughs) They get to Kurt's cousin's house. And um, it's like a typical Airbnb. Um, You have a room. Typical
1: Airbnb? Yeah,
0: because you have a room. One of them gets into a room. I think it's uh, it's Huddle Hudson. (laughs) What's his name? Holden it. Holden <laughs> he gets into his room. there's a really creepy painting on the wall when he takes it off it's a one-way mirror into the other room.
1: apparently like the logistics of that would not work because you need like a bright light to make that work right. and they just have daylight
0: so that's the one difference between this and an Airbnb and an Airbnb they' would have the light so they can you know peep into your room or whatever.
1: I really hope in that case that Airbnb does not actually do that because
0: and like an Airbnb they have the, the, they have cameras. Everywhere yeah. where they're monitoring oh in the office.
1: Oh God! Stop. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So then they go into this creepy ass cabin, and
0: very evil dead.
1: Very evil dead. They're like, "Oh, this is very nice," and they're all they're all having fun, and they you know go jump in like the creepy lake, and apparently, something I wouldn't do. Apparently, the reason Marty didn't jump in was because they didn't want it to ruin his um. Like the fool, like the stoner kind of persona mm. that he was already like living out because he was also like ripped, like uh, both the actor, yeah, both Jesse Williams and Chris Hemsworth. They didn't want it to like take away from his character, and I was like, that's I kind see, of, that's kind of
0: that makes sense. I mean, it's 2023. I feel so like I mean, nerds can be, be ripped mean, now, but well,
1: like stoners can also be ripped. Yeah, now. stoners like, can be ripped. Yeah, like literally whatever. But
0: there's a lot of ripped line cooks out there, you know yeah that's true all stoners <laughs> that's true uh they go on to play truth or dare Jarilyn. yeah what is your have you ever played truth or dare
1: i've played truth or dare uh many a times in my life
0: now are you like the the wussy that always says truth or are you adventurous in to my, you go for the dare
1: in my adulthood i'm more of a truther um but in my younger youthful days uh i was more of a dare kind of person can you
0: tell me one of the dares that been asked to do just one of them, generally.
1: People would dare me a lot to snort random powdered things. Not, <laughs> not cocaine. I've never done cocaine, friends. I've never done that. But like, <laughs> like Gatorade powder, ram ramen noodle seasoning.
0: <laughs> how old are you guys? Like nine years old? Or something. I was,
1: I was really young. So wow. Yeah, I and was, I was that age up until like probably like thirteen doing that. How shit.
0: would you take this air? Would you be like, oh yeah, I'ma do that easy peasy? I was
1: like. Pff. That ain't nothing.
0: And then you snorted. I would
1: do it, and then, <laughs> I, you know, I would be in pain.
0: <laughs> do you remember any of it? Like, doing I
1: remember it? smelling beef seasoning for a while, like wow. the ramen noodle seasoning.
0: Yeah, I know what I'm going to dare you next time. No, yeah.
1: you're not, because I'm a truther now. Okay. Um, I, I would rather tell the truth. <laughs> and here uh, I am doing that for you guys.
0: I don't think I've ever played Truth or Dare. I've seen it in the movies, and I know there's Truth or Dare, and there's also like Spin the Bottle. is one you there's see also often. like
1: Seven Minutes in Heaven. There's okay. Like,
0: okay. If we're gonna go down this route, what do you do in seven minutes in heaven?
1: You're supposed to like make out, I think.
0: For seven minutes? For seven whole minutes? In a closet? That's a
1: long time to make out.
0: I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> like, get me out of there.
1: I've never done that, thankfully. But uh-huh.
0: I think it's just in the movies. Yeah, just I've never, I've never played spin the bottle either. I, don't I haven't either. Yeah.
1: I'm like, what's the point? That's weird.
0: And also, I feel like it's hard to spin it.
1: And also, it would be rigged every time, would it not be? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't it land on the same person every time, basically? If like you're the know. one spinning it and, and it's we'll, facing you, and then it would probably land. And on in the 2023,
0: same we don't really have bottles like that anymore. It's all like, it'd have to be like spin the energy drink or something.
1: So they're playing like truth or dare, and then Dana has the same reputation that I probably have now, where I'm no fun. <laughs> and uh, they were like, we're gonna go ahead and say truth for you because we know that's what you're gonna do. And she's like, you know what? Fine, f you dare. And then as soon as she says that, boom, cellar door opens.
0: Cellar door opens, and Curtis, like, must have been the win. And then Marty's like, yeah, whatever sense that makes. Because obviously the win wouldn't do that.
1: Marty's the only one who makes any damn sense in this movie. Yeah, Marty
0: is definitely the, you know, kind of the audience in this.
1: But also, like, he's immune to everything that they're putting out there. Because not only do they have a hand in it, but they have, like, a chem department behind the scenes with this. and. They were like, oh, we're going to mess with, um, what's her name, Jules. Uh, hair dye. They're like, we're going to mess with her cognition because of the chemicals and the bleach. Right. Because of the hair dye. So that's, what the, that's what's going to make her the dumb blonde later in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's so weird. But he's been immune to everything because he's stoned out of his mind. Yeah. But he's like, he's got that third eye open. He, he knows. <laughs> he knows what's going on.
0: Does, does that remind you of anybody in your life? Like, you don't have to mention who, but like. Like I work at a restaurant, and mm-hmm. there's several people that remind me of Marty in the like the stoner sense ah uh, and i I remember having worked with people like in their forties or fifties and they're talk they're always like conspiracy theorists kind of person
1: Yes, that does remind me of people in my life
0: <laughs> but you, but you but you don't you don't um I criticize don't. the conspiracies
1: sometimes I do because I'm like that literally is stupid,
0: <laughs> well, like the flat earthers, yes, or are you a believer?
1: Listen. How are you gonna believe the Earth is flat? I just don't understand. We have we literally have a globe.
0: Yeah, but what if it's flat? Wh-
1: what sense does that make?
0: What sense does any of it make, Jalen? Are you, are, down, you are you, you a flat stand. Earther? I'm not, Jalen. But you know, I'm, I'm 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 open ears. I'm open minded. You know.
1: I mean, believe what you want to believe. Whatever makes you happy, right? As long <laughs> as you're not hurting anybody, I don't care. Um. But I think conspira- there are some conspiracies that I'm like, literally listen to yourself.
0: So they go down to the cellar and they find all sorts of creepy items, mysterious things, including this book that she ends up reading the Latin from.
1: I actually wrote down the Latin. So are you going to say it. I'm going to say it today. We're, gonna oh, say it. You were I don't, just complaining. Okay. I'm going to, it's not going to actually do anything. <coughs> That's what they say. That's what Dana said.
0: <laughs> all right, go ahead.
1: Well, okay. I'll just read the translation of what it means. Um it means pain outlives the flesh, pain raises the flesh, pain ignites the spirit. Ooh. Ooh spooky. Um but yeah. So they're like, Oh yeah, I wonder what this Latin means. And then they just read it and then of course every as soon as they read it. Evil Dead. Literally Evil Dead. Yeah. Um one of the the uh ghost the ghost of anna patience buckner because this is like the buckner family which is really funny because if we go back to the office they're all betting on what this like they choose what happens to them essentially and they have like all of these gadgets and shit in the cellar in the cellar and they choose what happens to them obviously they chose the zombie redneck family
0: yeah exactly but any of these items downstairs could have incited all sorts Of different, you know, magical creatures or whatever. There was
1: this weird ball Rubik's Cube type thing that was kind of a reference to Hellraiser. Mm. Um, The box. Yeah. I wrote down some of the things that were like the choices on the betting board. Because like the facility, if you go back to the office, they're all Mm -hmm. betting on what they choose for themselves as their fate. Which is really so insensitive, but it's hilarious to me. Um, But it's werewolf, alien beast, mutants, wraiths. Zombies, reptilius, Clowns, Witches, Sexy Witches, Demons, <laughs> Hell Lord, Angry Molesting Tree, reference oh, to Evil, evil Dead, dad, yeah. um, let's see, Giant Snake, Deadites, Mummy, The Bride, The Scarecrow Folk, Snowman, Dragon Bat, Vampires, Dismemberment Goblins, Sugar Plum Fairy, Merman, The Reanimated, Unicorn, Huron, Sasquatch, Wendigo, Yeti, uh, Dolls, Zombie Redneck Torture Family, which is what we got. Yep. The Doctors, Jack-O-Lantern, Giant, Twins, and Kevin.
0: I wonder what Kevin was.
1: <laughs> Kevin's like a regular guy that they think looks like a regular guy, but he's like out there dismembering people apparently. Because oh. I was reading about that and I was like, what is a Kevin?
0: Fascinating. Now I know. Don't mess with Kevin. Yeah. But, you know, they incite those things and we saw seeing the redneck zombies come out from behind them. Uh, Kurt and his girlfriend, Jules, decided to go into the woods to have a little bit of fun. To do it. Yeah. The, the people monitoring them like ignite some pheromones. Into the to make them, you know, get into the mood.
1: What's so funny to me is like that that's literally a rule in every horror movie: don't have sex or you're gonna die.
0: Yeah, and I mean, in the woods of all places. I mean, Why you got a lot of branches. There? You got the grass, oh. the rocks.
1: Before this happened, while they are playing truth or dare, before the cellar opens, yeah. Marty dares Jules to go make out with this with a wolf. This wolf head that's like on the wall, and. Fun fact, the the tongue... Because that, that seems gross. It's just gross to me. <laughs> um, it's like, funny. Uh, they, she does a really good job of playing it up. They, the tongue is made of silicone and it is removable. Mm-hmm. Um, they put powdered sugar on it to make it look dusty and to also make the experience a little bit better for Anne mm. Hutchinson. Um, <laughs> but she was a team sport. That was... Yeah.
0: She did a great performance there. Great performance. Apparently, in general, I, I like her performance in the movie.
1: Yeah. She did great. I, I really enjoyed her as an actress. I thought that uh, it was really cool. But yeah... So all of these things happen. They go out to the woods. Obviously, this redneck zombie torture family comes alive. Um, one of them, for Anna Patience Buckner, because they read this diary from her. Mm-hmm. She's played by Jodelle Ferland. She's in the Silent Hill films, the Twilight cool. Saga as Bree Tanner, mm-hmm. and she's also now a very successful cosplayer as well. So very cool.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, back at the office, they're all like, like like wanting you know them to, you know they're manipulating the environment back in the office to make it you know have them do the thing do the do have the sex oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, so, so pheromones, pheromones, they release pheromones. they put put some lighting they increase the temperature because it's yep. too cold or whatever and they're also like staring at the screen anticipating uh tit reveal like breasts um and, which is typical horror movie. It's interesting because this movie is kind of making a commentary about horror movies.
1: Yes, it is. 1,000%. Um,
0: and well, I mean,
1: you gotta think about it. Literally, with the the, the archetypes. the Yeah, exactly. Like, the tropes. Mm-hmm. It, they literally play on that, for sure.
0: Yeah, and obviously, as we both know, so if you go have sex in the woods, not good.
1: Not good. First of all, yucky. Yeah. You don't know what's out there. That's kind. Of <laughs> and they didn't know what was out there. Yeah, and because
0: the redneck family gets to them.
1: Sure does. And... R.I.P. Jules. Yeah, she they kind of like brutal. chainsaw
0: her 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 head off. Not chainsaw, just regular saw
1: that her was, head off. That was very brutal.
0: Kurt ends up finding his way back to the house, and he you know tells everybody, "Okay, this awful thing is happening. We have to stay together. Like that's the most important thing." <laughs> yeah. Back in the office, they're like, "Oh fuck," because <laughs> uh, he's right. Like in the movies, they never stay together, and they should. They should. But they managed to split them up each individually going into their own rooms.
1: They like spray some sort of confusion spray or something. Who knows what it was. But then all of a sudden Chris Hemsworth is like, you know, maybe we should split up. Yeah, (laughs) We'll cover more ground that way.
0: And then Marty's like, what? Yeah. Because it makes no sense.
1: Literally, that's the number one rule is to never split up in those movies. And they do. And it doesn't do justice. No.
0: Marty ends up finding, you know, he gets split up into his own room and he ends up finding a camera. And so he realizes he's being filmed. He's smart about this. The way he reacts, though, is like, I'm on reality TV. <laughs> like, oh, no, my, my parents are going to think I'm a stoner or a deadbeat or something. And that's when he gets pulled to the window by one of the zombies.
1: Yep, the whole Buckner family. So wh- a fun fact, though, is that um, the start of the downfall of this ritual is so obviously they, they will like pull levers whenever they're dead. To kind of release the blood. And what they do is they are sacrificing these people to appease ancient gods. Mm-hmm. The ancient evil. The right. ancient one is what they called it or something. Ancient ones. I don't That's know. That's right. Um, so obviously Jules died. They mistakenly thought that Marty died by the family at the hands of the hillbilly redneck yeah. torture family. He did not die. Right. So then when they did that, like there was like this like rupture kind of thing. The rumbling. Yeah, the rumbling was when it was, was when that started. I think
0: it's really funny that he thought it was on reality TV for a second. That's really funny. Have you ever considered going on Survivor? I would never. No. I've never no. watched Survivor.
1: Now, I love, I love myself some reality TV, but I know that part of it's fake. But, I mean, I just love trash TV. You'd never be on it, though? No. You'd never
0: be on, like, The Bachelor or, like...
1: Why? I got my whole man upstairs. What if he's
0: The Bachelor? You have to compete?
1: If we have to compete... There ain't no competition. It's me, baby. <laughs> Give me that rose. Um, What's another one? I mean, I just I just finished watching Love is Blind where they fall in love without seeing mm. each other. But I mean, we could rig the system. We could totally go on there and be like, oh, yeah, we know it's you kind of thing. Yeah. And we could like be like, oh, we're married without ever seeing each other or knowing each other. Have
0: you ever watched, um, there's one on Netflix called The Circle?
1: I've not watched that one.
0: I just want to win money.
1: There's one called the mole, which fascinates me. Yeah, I've heard about that. Where like where one person is the mole and tries to sabotage like the 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 stuff that goes on. Yeah. That that sounds really interesting. Um, could you do it? To be uh, to be a good liar, I could not do it. I'm very. I get so much anxiety playing Among Us whenever I'm the imposter. Right. Because I'm like I would never do that. I would have. i never. <laughs> I would never kill you guys. And then I'm like oddly quiet whenever I'm the imposter. Yeah it's like come on I'm a, it's a dead giveaway whenever okay. I'm the imposter I can't lie to save my life it's not it's not a good thing we gotta play
0: again sometime
1: I hate it I hate it so much but it's a good time
0: uh, so R.I.P. Marty uh, at least you know as fake, far as we know fake r- R.I.P. Right. from Marty um, Dana and Holden end up together because they smashed the window between oh, the yeah, two yeah. rooms and they decide to go into the basement the black room or, or earlier mentioned in the diary yeah um and they're looking around trying to find a way to exit when one of the redneck zombies their weapon is really interesting it's like a flying bear trap yeah and he kind of rigs holden it gives
1: me um dead by daylight vibes like i said yeah definitely yeah like the, the trapper.
0: trapper yeah um but they managed to uh, get him loose and then you have the three our three survivors so far kurt holden and dana They want to get out of here, so they get into their RV. They go through a tunnel, which gets eventually blasted into. So they have no way out besides a long gap to the other side of the road. And Kurt has this idea to get his motorcycle and to ram it up a ramp and get to the other side. And he has this very inspiring, encouraging speak, like no matter what happens, even if I end this with a limp, like I'll find help. I'll send them and um, we'll avenge our friends.
1: It's so funny because
0: then he just—he <laughs> slams into the invisible wall, which we—I saw coming. Come on, I'm,
1: it's just so funny to me because it's like so like comedic. It's yeah, and then like you just see him like like zapping as he falls all the way down. It looks very painful. It looks very painful, but it's just yeah. hilarious to me.
0: So then we're just down to
1: Holden and Dana.
0: Holden and Dana.
1: So then they get in that damn RV again,
0: and they're gonna drive back to the cabin. But on the drive, one of the redneck zombies stabs holding to the mouth
1: yep r.i.p holding he ain't coming back from that so all we have go left into the if they fall into like water like a body of water
0: yeah Ugh. i can't swim
1: i can swim but i can't tread water
0: see that just sounds like you can't swim jerrylyn no,
1: because like treading water is like relaxing like you're relaxing like your head like you're just relaxing in the water i can't do that but so i can so then just, what I happens i just swim around
0: so what happens if you stop
1: then I I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> it like you can't swim. No, I just don't know how to successfully do it. If I'm if I'm like sitting there, I can like do it, but like it's a panic. It's a panic kind of tread. I'm like like trying to make sure I don't drown. I guess. So. I feel like
0: if you're drowning, <laughs> you don't know how to swim.
1: No, I'm not drowning. I've never drowned. I'm here. <laughs> I've never had a lifeguard come get me.
0: So at this point, back in the office, they are celebrating because it doesn't matter whether or not Dana dies or not because they just have to kill everybody else.
1: Yep, They said the virgin killing was optional as long as she's the last one. But little did they know the fool is still alive.
0: Marty's still alive. And I'm excited. That made me so happy because I like Um, Marty.
1: also early in the movie. We meet Daniel Truman, who was one of the characters. He's like more of like the military kind of guy. He's played by Brian White. Um, that is also a reference to the Truman Show, which has, mm. you know, control room, observed life, trapped characters kind of situation, um, which is starring Jim Carrey, of course. And then we also meet Lynn, who's part of the Kim department, who's played by Amy Acker.
0: Right. Um,
1: there's a couple of like crossovers that I should mention, which is kind of cool. All right. So Josh, Josh Whedon and Chris Hemsworth collabed later on for the Avengers. That's one jesse williams who plays holden and amy acker who plays lynn um they were both in gray's anatomy together and amy acker and fran fran kranz i guess is his name Fr- the franz guy. franz kranz <laughs> i don't know how to say your name dude uh from he plays marty they were both in josh Josh whedon's the Dollhouse and Much Ado About Nothing, which I actually own Much Ado About Nothing. It's a great movie. That's cool. Um, Sigourney Weaver and Chris Hemsworth would later also star in the reboot of Ghostbusters. Nice. Which is really fun. And yeah. So um, I wanted to share those kind of things before I forgot because I would have forgotten. Um,
0: so Dana is saved by Marty because it turns out, surprise, he's still alive. And they end up getting away into this little space that Marty has found in which he decapitated and dismembered one of the redneck zombies. And he's telling Dana like, Hey, I found this elevator that these zombies were sent up here by somebody. And there's no other place for us to go besides down this elevator. They go down the elevator with the zombie arm and this, the the people back at the office are freaking out because they're like, Oh no, we missed one.
1: Shit's gone awry. And they get a call from the director from this red phone. Yeah. And, I mean, we don't get to hear the recei- like the other end. Right. We only hear the receiving end, not the, not the other end. Yeah. And uh, they're not happy.
0: They're not happy, no. So they're freaking out. So they're sending a bunch of a squad, two squadrons of men just to, to take them out. Uh, but on this journey down the elevator, Dina and Marty realize that this is all like part of an elaborate scheme. They, they figure out, oh, we ended up being the ones that chose the redneck zombies. All those things downstairs were uh, incitements for all these awful horrors. And we ended up choosing the redneck one. Isn't
1: that crazy? It's kind of it's cool. Creepy. It's
0: kind of cool seeing all the different rooms, like the Wraiths and the Hellraiser oh, type yeah. one.
1: There were like over 60 different monsters, by the way, which is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, another really fun fact is that Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard wrote this movie in three days.
0: I feel like... You know, I'm a musician. Uh, of the lo- a lot of the best songs are written in the shortest amount of time. It's just when it comes out of you. Really? Oh, yeah. If you spend too long on a song, you get tired of it. Yeah. And nothing, you know, it, it's hard to be in, stay inspired. Hmm. Interesting.
1: You know. So, yeah. Um, also, not to mention that uh, we get to meet the director later. And the director has played none other than Sigourney Weaver. However... Drew Goddard really wanted Bruce Campbell to play the director
0: oh that'd be so cool wouldn't it happen oh man I've never seen Sigourney Weaver in anything besides Avatar okay um I love Sigourney Weaver so I'm not very familiar she's in Ghostbusters but we just watched the Evil Dead movies and it would have been so cool if it was Bruce Campbell I wonder what happened
1: apparently he was unavailable but uh uh, Sigourney Weaver was a second choice but then also Jamie Lee Curtis was also possibly up for the role okay um, don't know what happened there because any of them would have been fantastic. Obviously, we got Sigourney Weaver, not, not complaining about it because I thought she did great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's but just to really see fun, Ash. But to see Ash as the so director cool. in his yeah. suave suits. Um, so, yeah, that's some of the stuff that happened. But we don't get to meet her yet because they go, like, they have, like, this big, like you said, the squadron kind of thing where they're, yeah. like, trying to find them, kill them. But Dana and Marty end up going into, almost looks like a receptionist kind of desk. Yeah. They go in there and it's release like a sy- system purge or something is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Literally release every single monster that they have, which it, that's literally my nightmare. Oh, yeah? Th- that shit happens in my nightmares.
0: That's awful, Geraldine. You need to see a Psychiatrist. Or stop watching these movies.
1: No, I love these movies. They're fun.
0: <laughs> that's probably why they're in there. But yeah, it's like a giant snake, the wraith, zombies, gargoyles. Everything you can think of is starting to tear up. Not just the squadrons, but they're starting to go into the office and getting all the, uh, the workers, the, every department, they're getting them.
1: They mentioned a merman earlier in the movie. Yes. one of the guys goes out by a merman, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, the
0: whole film, he's like, man, I've always wanted to see a merman. And then that's how he ends up dying at and the hands of a merman. He
1: was less than pretty. I thought he was kind of cute, though. I'm not gonna lie, he was kind of yeah, cute little you know, creature. I'm not
0: surprised, Carolyn. You know, you like the ugliest things.
1: What's that saying?
0: You think the baby Grinch is cute?
1: The baby Grinch is cute.
0: God Almighty, help! The you.
1: baby Grinch is cute. So what are the Shrek babies.
0: I've never seen. I've only seen the first Shrek movie.
1: You're we missing out because Shrek the Third—that's where the babies come. I think. I bet yeah. they're ugly as hell. They are adorable, actually. Um, so, due to a lower budget, the control room scenes had to be manually synchronized on the monitors. Isn't that crazy? What do you mean? Like they didn't use the green screen and like like they had to like oh, manually oh. sync up those scenes. That's cool, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then, um, they mentioned some of the rituals that they showed on camera throughout the throughout the movie. Some of the failed rituals they called it. Um, there's one and I guess I don't know how to say it, so don't judge me if I say it incorrectly.
0: I'm judging you right
1: K- now. Kyoto in Japan, I guess. Um, yes, that I was The Ring. You know, Phoebe Bridgers
0: has that song? Day off in Kyoto. Da-da-da-da. I don't listen
1: to Phoebe Bridgers, so. Wow. Um, Buenos Aires, uh, King Kong, Stockholm is John Carpenter's The Thing, and mm. Madrid is Dracula. So that's cool. Some other, like, like failed rituals. Um, and they mentioned something like, oh, back in 98, and like, oh, nothing has happened like that since 98. Mm-hmm. And and the biggest horror movie in 1998 was uh, Halloween H2O, which mm. was 20 years later, um, with the final girl killing the the killer kind mm. of thing. Okay. So that's kind of something that they're like, no, like that. nothing's happened like that since that time. So I thought that was really fun. It's a fun There's little this, mention. This
0: movie's chalked up with references. Oh, yeah. And I mean, how, can you, how,
1: how could it not be? You know, like, mm-hmm. we're literally in a cabin in the woods and whatever else, like...
0: Yeah. So Marty and Dana uh, end up finding their way into the office. Uh, Both of the the gentlemen that were manipulating the situation perish along with the two other side characters, the military officer and the chem department lady, Lynn.
1: So crazy.
0: Yeah. They all end up meeting their comeuppets and Dana and Marty end up finding their way meeting the director um, who is kind of trying to explain the situation that if this doesn't happen marty you need to sacrifice yourself he's like what difference does it make and then dana is you know being manipulated by her and starting to think oh maybe i should kill him so points the gun right at him so
1: funny is the way that sigourney weaver's character the director frames the situation to marty she's like either you sacrifice yourself for humanity or you have to die in order to appease the ancient gods and he's like so enticing yeah because I'm like, either way, basically they make it seem like he has to die.
0: He has to die. Yeah. Do you? Can you imagine yourself in the scenario? No, I cannot. You obviously you'd have to perish one way or another, and they end up perishing. Either. I way. I mean,
1: I kind of admire his his uh, decision. Resilience. Yeah, because I mean, he's like, I don't want to die, basically. Nobody wants to die. Nobody wants to die. I mean, unless I mean unless unless you do, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I feel like the general sense is you. Nobody in that situation would want to have to be like, I have to die either way. One to either save humanity or one to save. I do it. The gods. Which one?
0: Uh, I would sacrifice myself.
1: Nah, fuck the people. Well,
0: what about if if you? What about your family? You could sacrifice yourself. Save. We your all family. be dying together then. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: There would there would be no decision there because then we'd all die together and we'd all meet each other again in the afterlife. Okay. Because I believe in ghosts and souls and shit.
0: So what ends up happening is a werewolf ends up being behind Dana and kind of, you know, chomps at her. Mm-hmm. Then Marty gets into a physical altercation with the director, um, which goes his way. Yeah. Uh, throws her off along with one of the zombie kids without the arm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anna Patience Buckner. She shows up with like an axe.
0: Right. And wild stabs the director in the back and then he just pushes them both off um and then they kind of have a moment dana and uh marty they're like hey sorry for trying to shoot you and sorry for letting that werewolf you know yeah could take your neck off or whatever um and then the final scene of the movie is what they've been predicting the whole time is you know the what are the ancient one yeah ends up like with their giant uh, arm no. raising through Blech. the ground through the earth out, out to the surface, breaking the, through the cabin.
1: I literally hate that scene so fucking much Why? because number one, it's like apparently it's the Greek god Kronos. That's who it is, by the mm. way. Um, but I'm afraid of oversized things, and it's like a big Titan god, and it just freaks me out to think. Wow,
0: that's interesting. You're scared of large things. Very like so large if one things, day yeah. I, I brought a comically large pencil, you'd be freaking out.
1: No, that's I think it's different when it comes to that kind of stuff. Things that, like, overwhelm me, for example, I haven't seen the Athena statue since I was a child. I saw her one time before she was painted. Wow, so y-
0: you went over there to Greece?
1: No, the one in in, in our hometown, in, in our, like, local place. um, Hometown, not really hometown, but it's a little further than our hometown. Anyway, we have one nearby, and she's cool, very cool. And before she was painted, though, I got to see her. I didn't see her when she was painted. I guess as a kid, I never thought about it. But as an adult, the idea that I'm so small and she's so big freaks
0: me out. She's not alive or anything.
1: But what if she comes alive?
0: What about an elephant? Does that scare you?
1: A little bit. It's a little bit too big for my liking. So
0: zoo is like your haunted house?
1: No. I like the zoo. I like animals. Giraffes? Giraffes are cool.
0: You'd pet a giraffe? Yeah. Stand right next to it? Yeah. What about a horse? It's
1: it's different. It's different. Horses are fine. Um it's mainly like for example I don't man- mannequins freak me out doll like not dolls but mannequins um doll like structures like that um
0: You weren't scared when you were in New York and all the tall skyscrapers?
1: No, that's fine. Um it's it. like I guess the like if it's very like human looking mm-hmm. or like for example at haunted houses <laughs> They have things that come out of the wall that literally look like their hands, and they're like, right. F- it looks like it's gonna grab you. Fucking want to die, right? When that happens, like literally, okay. can feel myself going weak <laughs> at the knees, and I'm wow. like, I want to, like, I just want to collapse, like literally, just faint.
0: So, like, you know how King Kong carries that lady around? What's I would nightmare?
1: die. That's a nightmare for me. That literally. is so specific. It's, I know, it's just really oversized, like things that kind, I guess, are personified. Yeah. Or it could be personified. Like, there are animatronics at haunted houses that are, like, really tall, like, statues that hold up yeah. the wall kind of thing. No. <laughs> no.
0: So you hated seeing this hand come up from the ground?
1: Yes, I did. I was like, ew. Like, my brother will show me s- scenes from the God of War games because mm-hmm. he thinks it's funny to make me upset. <laughs> and he thinks it's funny that I'm afraid of these things. Yeah. And, like, the big titans that, he, that people have to, like, kill. I'm like, eee! Like... And so funny. One of my favorite like creators online is called his his name is Lights Are Off. That's what yep. his handle is. He will do like weird fears or whatever. He made a video about it's like a crossover between like statues being under the water. And it was like comically large statues, like humongous statues, like mm. with, like that were like made of stone under the water. So not only do I have the but I have like this weird statue phobia. <laughs> so it was like ooh. So
0: if you ever you know start in a film, you would you wouldn't enjoy receiving. Uh, An Oscar, because that's a little statue guy.
1: No, I like little tiny, little tiny miniature things are fun, but big ones no. Okay, fair
0: enough. Now, so yeah, that's Cabin in the Woods. Now, this movie, like we said, this is a dead end episode, so there, you know, we're we're not ranking it amongst anything else, but we are gonna give it a letter grade. We're gonna grade the Cabin in the Woods. Um, Me personally, I'll go first. I enjoy this film. I thought it was really interesting. I like how meta it is. I like. Of the characters, I feel like this was one of the movies that we actually got to know personalities for all the characters. Yeah. I feel like Evil Dead, we didn't get a lot of that. No, we didn't. Like, like sometimes a little bit, but mostly Ash. All the other characters are just fodder. But Mm -hmm. in this one, all of them had, you know, personalities. And I really like that. They were actually
1: human. Wow. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, So, I really enjoyed the film. My one gripe is that I think the cover art is cooler than the movie. (laughs) I I just love the cover art so much. So because of that, this movie for me gets a B plus.
1: Okay. All right. Um, To go off what you said, I have no complaints with the movie. I think, I mean, obviously same complaint with like Evil Dead. People reading shit they shouldn't read out loud. (laughs) But I mean, I, I, I don't have a complaint. I think it's really fun. It's really creative. I haven't seen anything like it. It's literally combining so many different elements to, like, some of the classic horror movies that I love. So I think it's really just a fun, like, take on that. Like, people controlling the situation, the simulation kind of thing. That kind of stuff already freaks me out. And, like, a like the meta-type things where it's like, All oh, right. my God, we're living in a simulation. Like, our fate is, like, we choose our own fate, essentially. But, like, also, like, it's to appease the ancient gods. But also the ancient gods are humongous <laughs> and scary. Like, literally so many fun elements, but also, like, scary elements as well and it was just it was a, a good time because the comedic parts were very much like oh a nice little release kind of mm-hmm. thing um, so to me it's an a plus
0: a plus for cabin a in the woods a plus
1: for cabin in the woods yeah All right. um a fun fact but i meant that i meant to share earlier some of the special effects makeup artist was david leroy anderson who is married to heather langenkamp um, and she played uh nancy in the nightmare on elm street series so cool yeah, that's very Shout exciting. Shout out to
0: Nancy from Night Mineral on M Street.
1: Shout out to Heather. I would love to love to meet you slash talk to you. Um, yeah. So a plus for me. I, I like Cabin in the Woods. Uh, obviously there's it's a one film one off film, so there's yep. not any more to the series. Yeah,
0: and we're gonna do more of these dead end episodes kind of between seasons. Um, so if you guys have any recommendations, let us know. You know, you can follow us on social media at Fright Flight Pod or email us at Fright Flight pod at gmail.com i think
1: it's pod at gmail.com for our email i think either or if you email us on uh, we'll, we'll figure it out
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and if it doesn't go there then it'll, it'll, we'll find out
0: yeah that our social media definitely at
1: Um also feel free to share this with your friends Yep, share it with your family members who love horror movies we would love to have more people be engaged in our community yeah. as well and not to mention Follow us on Spotify. Yeah,
0: give us a follow on Spotify.
1: Um, And when we reach 10 followers, what did we say we were doing? I forget. I forget, too.
0: Who knows? Maybe I think we'll go back and maybe let's play a video game or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we do have some fun things coming up that, you know, uh, we are going to be planning our third season, which is really exciting. And we haven't quite landed on what we're doing. Not quite
0: sure, but we're tossing a few things up in the air.
1: Tossing some stuff in the air. So let us know what you
0: guys, what what, uh, franchise you guys would like us to cover.
1: Yeah. Maybe we should even do like a little bowl. Like put like like, franchises, cut them up, put them in a bowl and like pull one out and see what happens. Yeah,
0: maybe we'll do that, guys.
1: Maybe we'll do that. You never know.
0: But uh, yeah, thanks for listening to our podcast. Um, and we'll see you guys next time.
1: We'll see you for the next season. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Frighter Flight, a Live Oaks Village production. This episode was hosted by Geraldine Johnson and Saul Alberto Arsmendi Ochoa. Edited by Geraldine Johnson and music composition by Saul Alberto Arsmendi Ochoa.